I think Tim McCormick uh, from ESPN College Hoops Analyst, Valley Sports Detroit, talks Pistons in the NBA. He's standing by on the Meyer guest sign. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, Bill. How are you? It's good to talk to you. Well, I'm trying to figure out two teams. One, we got Michigan and Toledo tonight. Toledo is a solid uh, basketball team, Mac regular season champs. I'll get your thoughts on that, and also we'll get to Michigan State and what you think they'll do in the tournament. Let's start with the inconsistency for Juwan Howard and the Wolverines this year that ended up landing them a three seed in the NIT tournament. Yeah, I, I mean, I um, I enjoyed a lot of the season, but I like basketball. I like figuring out what's wrong with teams and how they can get better. And there's certainly a lot of topics that would address that with Michigan this year. Um, but I, I think that they were disappointing, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, number one, I think the management and roster construction was very much subpar. You should never, ever be stuck with only one point guard. Um, You've you got to figure somebody's going to get hurt. And Michigan's actually lucky that, that Doug and Hunter and Terrace and Kobe all stayed completely healthy. I mean, if one of those guys would have sprained an ankle and been done for two weeks, this could have been devastating. Um, I, I also think that they were too young. And they were not good defensively, and I don't think they had very good chemistry. To be honest with you, I, you know, I, I, I look at teams that lose close games time after time and think that there's something going on that we can't tell because they certainly had enough talent. Um, if you look throughout college basketball, I mean, how many how many teams have have three guys that are probably top forty in the country, top fifty in terms of draft prospects? I'm not saying Hunter Dickinson's going to be in the NBA, but you know he certainly is is an All Big Ten and All All American player. Yeah, chemistry, and and you watch the way they played when Jed Howard wasn't in, and I think we've talked about this before that they they were a different team. I, there seemed to be a better chemistry rotation. Uh, giving up the rock, uh, they're just they they seem to flow better. And again, I don't want to pile on. He is a freshman. I think his role should have been if he's hitting the three, we game plan and we roll with it. If we need a three late, we set up a play almost as Ant Wright said earlier, a Baker type role with this team. But, you know, what Duncan Robinson and Stauskas used to spot up with Beeline, that's his role because he can't play any defense. I, I think he's capable of being a defensive player, but but that's not his thing right now. And I also I also think that that it's really hard to coach your own kid. Um, when I coached my son, somebody once told me, and it was great advice, they said, if your son is the best or the worst player on the team, everything is good. But if they're somewhere in between, that's a major problem because you know, you've got to coach them up, but, but also they're your son. You, know, you, you took them for a walk when they were a little kid. You had dinner with them 15,000 times. Like, like it just, you, you're not going to coach your kid the same way. Um, and when I watch... When I watch the players in the past that have gone early to the NBA, DJ Wilson, Jordan Poole, Caleb Houston, Musa, like I, I just kind of get the vibe, and I haven't talked to anybody. This is just from watching. I think Jet really wants to be in the NBA, and I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves early, even though his draft stock did not go up over the last three weeks. Um, I think that he wants to play against the best players in the world. I think he wants to you know, be an NBA player. He's seen it his whole life. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. Yeah, and and you look at Buffett. I don't know if he's NBA ready. Dickinson seems bored at times, and in other times we've seen like the Purdue game and down the stretch where he'll carry the team. 
just it's a dynamic where you know things to be honest since you had that episode in Wisconsin and then you had freshmen have to step up you had Llewellyn and the injuries that there there hasn't been a long stretch of things looking good outside of that unexpected run they had in early February I, I agree with with all the things that you said but I can also make a pretty clear um, outline of how Michigan could easily be top three in the Big Ten next year. And so I'm not going to lose sight of that. Um, Juwan's going to coach these guys hard to come back. He's going to hit the portal. I bet he's got a list of 25 power forwards on his desk. And and Michigan got nothing out of the power forward spot this year. That's a problem. They need a wing guy that can really defend. They need to spend more time getting Hunter the ball. Um, I, I thought that the, the perimeter guys looked him off way too much. And I cannot wait to talk about the NCAA tournament with you. That's that's the big story, Bill. It is. And I, I, and I do look at Michigan, and I, I see games against Purdue or at Illinois or at Indiana or Michigan State on that Saturday night where you're like, okay, this is the preseason top 15 team we watched. Now the key is, can they get it back? And that will be beginning tonight. They don't want to get beat by Toledo at home and have that linger all season. So we'll see. Juwan Howard gets paid big money uh, to produce, contend for the Big Ten, and get him to the tournament. So uh, he's not on the hot seat, but next year is a big year uh, for him. Let's move on to the NCAA tournament. Um, I'm looking at my bracket. I'll go through it later on the show like I do every year. This is a year where am I crazy to think there could be upwards of 15 or more? What's the number on teams that could win it? Because I'm I'm looking at, okay, I I like Marquette, but God, Michigan State hits a three. They could go on a run. You start doing the math on the Gonzagas. You get down to a three seed. That would put 12. how, How many teams can win this thing? I'd say it's definitely over 10. Look, Bill, I, I hate my bracket. I just really, I see holes in it all over the place. Like, I've got Gonzaga getting all the way to the championship. Um, but but I, I had them against Baylor earlier this year. They got beat. Um, they, they don't defend well. Uh, I've got Duke in the championship game, too. But, but, you know, they don't have the typical star power we've seen on the wings in the past. Alabama is led by two freshmen. You know, Texas and Houston have key guys that are injured. You can make arguments about so many teams, and, and that's why I think that you're right. There's a whole myriad of teams that could get there and win it. I would put Purdue on that list because they've got the most unstoppable force, and teams that play him have not seen anything like him. Um, Kentucky is so erratic. They've got so many, so many issues. Tennessee lost their point guard. Uh, Marquette has no interior defense. Uh, gee, you can you can you can bring up arguments about everybody. His name is Tim McCormick, uh, ESPN College Hoops analyst, Valley Sports Detroit. So Michigan State, when you look at your bracket, how much of a run do you have them going on? I think that they'll beat USC and get beat by Marquette. I I just um I think that Marquette turns people over like nobody's business. They they are very aggressive. And that's one of the flaws that I've seen from Michigan State. I, I think they get careless with the ball at times. Um, I, I do think that, that Joey Hauser and Hall need to have big games because there's not a lot interior defensively for the Golden Eagles. Uh, that'll be really two good games, though. Tim, uh, Pistons, 
uh, you know, nice win last night. Uh, you know, injuries, Cunningham, tough to judge this team. Uh, lack of defense. Uh, they have uh, the youngest team in the NBA. Uh, what's a timetable for a Pistons fan listening right now when they can go down to Detroit, watch a game, and know this team is contending for a playoff spot? Uh, boy, there, there's a lot to say there. Um, first of all, six out of their top seven scores aren't even playing. I don't know how, how injured any of them are. Corey Joseph last night, uh, you know, he, he had 22 points and led them to victory. And all of a sudden, he looked great at the end of the game, but now all of a sudden he's injured, not playing tonight against Washington. Um, if you ask when they'll be good, three, maybe four years. Uh, and that's, that's if they continue, um, you know, developing these young guys. I, I think that it's unrealistic to say that you can get into the playoffs, you know, win around in the playoffs if you're led by guys that are, are 23 and under. And nine of the Pistons right now are of that age. So it's going to take a while, but I do think that they're doing the right thing. And I, and I think that next year the product will be a lot more about winning than positioning for playoffs. I'm sorry, positioning for the lottery. Well, they're positioning again for the lottery, and that's why they're not playing them. It's a, a mild tanking process, but again, the tanking doesn't guarantee that you'll stay in the top three. Uh, who is the biggest impact college player? Maybe there's a trio that if the Pistons get one of these guys, he helps them win games next season. Well, everybody talks about Victor, so that, that's a no-brainer. And if you can get Scoot Henderson, who is with the, the G League Ignite team, then and I think it doesn't matter if you've got Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham, you take him. Um, the, the next guy, I think, is Brandon Miller, and he's just really special. He, he reminds me of a you know, less refined Kevin Durant when he was at that age. Beautiful shooter, nice mid-range game. And I have to say, I love the development that he's had over the course of the year. I thought at the beginning of the year he looked very thin and a little bit frail, and um, I, I was worried about his game. But he's really gotten used to the physicality in the SEC, and I, th- I think he's the guy you focus on. Tim, always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Enjoy the tournament and tonight's Michigan-Toledo NIT game. Sounds good. Great talking to you, Bill. All right, back at you. Tim McCormick checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer proud to be longtime partners with both the University of Michigan and Michigan State University Athletics.